0: Hello and welcome to NBA DFS DFS coach talk today. We are here to go over 11 games on the main slate for the DFS card tonight. We have some terrific matchups. We have a lot of interesting changes um, and some definite information that we still need. So there'll be news that will be dropping throughout the day. Uh, I am Joe Sarvati, by the way, affectionately known as Coach, and I'm going to be going through these 11 games with you to set up our initial lineups and get everything ready for this card today. Um, First of all, I'd like to thank you for joining me today. Thank you for taking the time. If you're listening every day, we really appreciate you. We'd ask you, please, on YouTube, hit that thumbs up, hit that subscribe button right off the bat, just get it out of the way. That really means a lot to us, and we bring these podcasts to you in front of the paywall seven days a week. So that would be fantastic. Also, real quickly, our presenting sponsor today is BetUS.com.pa. If you haven't uh, tried that BetUS yet, give it a shot. It is great. They are a terrific uh, community there. I've been there 16 years. I've had nothing but success. And we have a great offer for you. If you sign up with uh, betus.com.pa and make your first deposit of $149 or more, you get two free months of DFS Coach Talk. That's $150 value right there. So if you're looking to play the Final Four or some of the baseball that's coming up here uh, this weekend, (coughs) excuse me. And then betus.com.pa is the place to go. Sign up with the promo code Coach Talk. That's all you have to do. Coach Talk, all one word, no space, and you will be set. Give us, uh, shoot us a DM uh, on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. We will get you into our Discord a couple of minutes after. You'll have full access to everything that we do for the next two months. So, BetUS.com.pa uh, promo code Coach Talk. All right. No mess, <clears throat> no messing around today. If I'm able to keep my voice, I'm losing my voice already. It's not even game one. All right. We're going to fire through these. We're going to get you ready and we're going to get this done. Game one, seven o'clock. Dallas Mavericks at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Dallas favored by four and a half. It's a 214 total. implied for Dallas, 104.75 for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Coming into this game, um, injury-wise for Dallas, we have Brandon Knight as probable, Theo Pinson questionable, and then we know Brown, Burke, and Hardaway are out. For Cleveland, you have Rondo, Doubtful, Jared Allen, and Evan Mobley, both bigs out for Cleveland. Uh, Certainly something that Dallas appreciates there. It is the second night of a back-to-back, however, for Dallas. They did absolutely smash uh, the Lakers, so they didn't have to extend minutes on too many people, Um, but enough that, you know, we're going to keep an eye on that and the news throughout the day. It's also the first night of a back-to-back for Cleveland, so, you know, a little bit of maneuvering will be done there as well. Coming into this game, the slowest team in the league is the Dallas Mavericks. The 26th slowest team is Cleveland. So you've got almost no pace whatsoever. And you have two top seven defenses, Dallas being seventh and Cleveland sixth. So, with that total of 214 and those statistics I just read you, this is not a game to focus on by any stretch of the imagination. There will, however, be some, some value here somewhere. Uh, first of all, you know, I, I expect Luca to play a 12K against a good defense like this and a slowdown. It's a hard call to go up to him uh, at that price on the second night of a back-to-back. Brunson at 6'2, uh, you know, again, same scenario. And after that, it's just, you know, it's really is a crapshoot with the Mavericks on who's going to step up between Bullock, Finney-Smith, Powell, Dinwiddie, Kleba, those guys all get minutes and all are supportive of Luca. but this scenario really is not the best one. Now, Cleveland's defense won't be obviously as sharp without uh, you know Allen and Mobley. They anchor the defense big time for Cleveland. Cleveland's defense had been on the slide a little bit anyway, and now with those two both being out, it's going to be rough. I think you're going to see more teams – Scoring more points. So that gives you a little hope for, for Doncic or uh, if you want to go to the second flight guys in Brunson 6-2 or Dinwiddie 6-1. Powell's also been uh, playing well and he's only 4-4 and Cleveland is without both of their centers that start at the 4 and 5. So you can give some consideration there, but certainly only a one-off type of scenario. Garland at 10-2. A pretty big price again for a, a pace down for them, which they never usually face, but they do here. Um, Karis Laverde at 5.9, still pretty cheap. Uh, you know, that's a secondary option if, if you want exposure but don't want to sp- spend up. It's the big spots that are going to be interesting. The two guys that I'm interested in that may go one off here with one or the other is Lori Markinen at 6.5. Or Kevin Love at 6'9". I'm expecting both of those guys to start. It's not for sure. They may roll Moses Brown out there at center at 3'9". He'll certainly get some minutes. Ed Davis as well at 3K. But on an 11-game slate, uh, I don't really want to take any big chances in there. Even if like a Moses Brown starts, not going to get in that trap. Yes, Mavs have trouble against good centers. Moses Brown isn't a good center. Neither is Ed Davis at this point in his career. For me, it's more either marketing or love. And I probably will play one of those guys uh, in this scenario just because I think it's, it's a great spot, uh, but want very little exposure to this first game. All right, game two, also at seven o'clock, it's the Orlando Magic and the Washington Wizards. Uh, Washington favored by three. It's a 220 and a half total. for Orlando, 111.75 for the Washington Wizards. Um, Coming into the game here, we've got injury-wise for Orlando, no Wendell Carter, no Jalen Suggs. So two good starters out for Washington. We have a a questionable tag on Vernon Carey, Kyle Kuzma doubtful. I am counting him out for right now. Orlando comes in with the 10th fastest pace. Washington slow at 23. Defense is nothing to write home about either. 18th and 25th, respectively. So where do we go here? Uh, You know, your guess is as good as mine. They've been playing a decent amount of guys with Orlando. Uh, Cole Anthony's back up to 6'8". Hampton's been inconsistent, but can pay off at 3'8". You got a pretty cheap price on a few guys, all three of these guys. Maybe one of them uh, you can grab Franz Wagner's 59, Chumo Kiki 51. He's really done well when he starts Mo five 56. So, but you do have that deep bench now with Fultz and Wagner and and guys. So, I do uh, I'm interested in some exposure here, probably one of the bigs and if I need a, a super saving spot Maybe an R.J. Hampton, but uh, you know, certainly not going to load up on this game. Orlando's hard to trust. For Washington, Saderanski, you know, this is the second night of a back-to-back for Washington, so we have to, you know, be cognizant of that. Saderanski came through for us last night. He's only four-two. He's playable. Um, after that, Kispert at four-one and Hashimur at four-six are dangerous. Uh, you know, but they also can bite you. They really can. Denny Avdi at 5-3, a little more expensive, but has been getting consistent minutes off the bench. So, you know, guys I'm not racing towards, but wouldn't mind, you know, getting him in uh, as a last in. Uh, Second night of a back-to-back for Porzingis as well here. He's 8-9 against, uh, you know, Bomba and Okiki in the middle. I am not going to go all the way up to that. Almost 9K price tag uh, in this game just doesn't feel like a good pay up opportunity when there's so many other good ones on the board. All right, the third and final uh, seven o'clock game is the Denver Nuggets at the Indiana Pacers. Denver's favored by nine and a half. It's a 232 and a half total, 121 solid uh, implied total for Denver, 111 and a half. Uh, for the Indiana Pacers. Um, Injury-wise, we have a questionable tag on Jamichael Green. You always have to check which green it is since they have multiple J Greens. And then guys that are out, Kanchar, Murray, Najee, and Porter remain out. For Indiana, you've got the nightmare of all of these questionable tags. We've been getting them every day. Right now, it's Batase, Brogdon, Jackson, and Washington. So I have no idea what the hell they're doing there. Brogdon in, Brogdon out, Brogdon resting because of uh, soreness. And then he's uh, resting because he's not uh, in condition. I, you know what? It's nuts. So all the news there, will have it before lock, and that changes everything with this team. There's no question about it. Um, as far as from a statistical piece, we've got Denver 21st in pace, Indiana 17th. Uh defenses, Denver slightly below average at 16. Indiana has been hemorrhaging points lately, and they're all the way down to 28th defensively. Uh, as you look at this game, obviously a real sharp payup spot in the Joker. He is 12-4, but you know, it is under barely under a double-digit spread at nine and a half. It's at Indiana. Obviously, if we can get three quarters out of the Joker, he should smash anyway. Uh, Whoever they're going to... If Goga doesn't play, it's really going to be comical. I have no idea how they're going to guard him. They're probably going to have to go zone because, you know, Brissette or Anderson or Taylor are all super undersized to try to guard him. Unless they put Jalen Smith in there, he's undersized as well. So this should be an absolute hammer job for the, for the Joker, unless they're up, you know, 25 at the half and they sit them. So yeah, you know, I'm not going to quite predict a, a, and game script out a, a blowout here. I think the Joker is, is really a fine play. Um, After that, Aaron Gordon at 6k, he's had, you know, spike games recently, decent uh, idea there. Not interested in the secondary pieces for Denver. On Indiana, it it's all depends on who's in and who's out. If Goga plays, he could be a decent play. They're going to need him on the floor as much as they can, uh, You know, trying to stop the Joker. Halliburton um, at 9-7 is always a good play, especially you know if we don't uh, have Brogdon in there. So we have to see what that news is. Heald's up to 7-3. Justin Anderson's drifting up a bit at 4-9, but beginning big minutes and Brissette at 6K. Uh, I like Jalen Smith a lot at 6-1. They brought him off the bench last time, um, and he still did decently. And Terry Taylor's starting to get minutes and Lance Stevenson. So, you know, we need to see the news here because if all of those guys are out, and they have that short eight-man rotation, then there's definitely a couple of guys in play for Indiana. And I'd feel comfortable going Joker and two solid Indiana plays from the other side. So I do want exposure to that game for sure. All right, we move to the 730 set of games here. We also have three of those. The first one being the Charlotte Hornets and the New York Knicks. Charlotte's favored by two. It's a 224 and a half total. 113.25 for the Hornets. 111.25 for the New York Knicks. Um, Injury-wise, only Gordon Hayward out for Charlotte. Other than that, they have a full squad. Knicks out Grimes, Noel, and Rose. Other than that, they have a full squad. So let's see. What do we have here? Charlotte fifth in pace. Knicks 27th. So... Uh, big advantage for the Knicks players playing much faster. big disadvantage for the Hornets players uh, playing down in pace. The thing is, too, to add to that, Charlotte's only 23rd in on defense, which also is a good sign for the Knicks. And the Knicks are up to eighth. So even though they're out of it, they've been playing some scrappy defense here down the stretch, which makes it a little tough to get up to some of these prices for the Hornets. Those prices that I'm talking about are LaMelo Ball at 9.2, Terry Rogier at a fair price, though, at 7.4. Miles Bridges at 7.8. Uh, those are the you know, questions. Does the the game fit those guys, you know, with the pace and the defense aspect? If you want to go cheaper and have exposure, you know, PJ Mar- PJ Washington at 5'3 and Mason Plumley at 4'4, Montrez Harrell at 3.8 can all be considered but not racing to any Hornets here under these circumstances. I, I do have some interest in somewhat overpriced guys, these two guys, but they're the two focal points. You have R.J. Barrett at 8-1 and Julius Randle at 9-3. Those are the two guys, I think, you know that are super playable here. It fits uh, the bill. However, you know, I've been touting Miles Bridges' defense. He got scorched the other night by Aaron Gordon. But, you know, I think he goes on Julius Randle. Um, and so that gives me a little bit more interest in R.J. Baird. But he has slowed down a little bit. So i uh, not extremely excited to pay up, but I do want some Knicks exposure here. Um, Mitchell Roberts- Robinson's always an uh, option at 5'8". But, uh, you know, the center positions are hard to come by uh, for sure uh, with this many teams playing. So some exposure there, not jumping out of my seat over it, though. Second game, Miami Heat-Boston Celtics, the defensive slow team matchup uh, with guys that are priced a little high. So I'm not going to waste a ton of time here. It's Boston minus four and a half, only 215. A scant 105.25 for Miami, 109.75 implied for Boston. Injuries, we have three designations questionable for Miami, and that's Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, and Gabe Vincent. So, you know, the main guys are in, but if those three are out, it does shorten their bench and gives me a, a chance to play a Miami guy. But if The majority of those guys are in, and with their bench in this game, it'll be very difficult. For Boston, you have probable tags on both Brown and Tatum. They both missed a game, and now they'll be back uh, for this Miami game. Robert Williams will be out for quite some time. He had surgery four to six weeks uh, for a torn meniscus, so a tough, tough loss for Boston there, no question about it. Uh, statistically, certainly a game to be fearful of if you're a DFS player. Miami's 29th in pace, Boston 24th, and even one better than that, Miami's 5th in defense and Boston 1st. Real low total, real low everything uh, in Vegas on this game. Plus, the prices aren't that great. I think Lowry's finally up to 6-2. Still not a bad price, but not in a game set like this. Butler, Bam, mid eights, which would normally be fair, but not again in a matchup here in Hero 6'9. So no exposure there, not paying the 8-1 for Brown or ten five for Tatum either. I guess you could go with one of the Boston Bigs, um, both Grant Williams at 4.8 and Al Horford at 5'9, or Daniel Tice at 4'6. Those are the three guys that will share almost all the minutes at the four and five. So you can make a case for getting a big from Boston on the cheap. All right. The next 730 game being the third uh, 730 game, Minnesota Timberwolves, Toronto Raptors. This one has a little bit more bite to it. Toronto's only a three-point favorite. Uh, Two teams, uh, good teams here. I think uh, 229 and a half total, 113.25 implied for Minnesota and 116.25 uh, for the Toronto Raptors. Injury wise, we have Beasley out and Jalen Jaden McDaniel's out for Toronto. Kem Birch questionable and um, Malachi Flynn out. So pretty, pretty strong lineups here. They've got most of their main guys. uh, It's just a matter of now figuring out who fits where. Minnesota is the fastest team in the league. uh, So monster pace up for Toronto. Toronto's all the way down to 25th. They have just continued to play slower for the second half of the season and have continued to slide down the the list there. So big pace down game for Minnesota. Uh, That makes it a little tough. Defensively, though, both teams a little bit above average, 13th and 11th, respectively. So not a stackable game, in my opinion, but a game that I'd like to have some exposure. Beverly is very fair at 4-9. D'Angelo Russell's still down at that 6-6 number. Uh, Edwards now in the mid-level pricing of 7-3. The only expensive guy on the board for them is the Cat at 9-6. So... Some options there, depending on your build. Uh, for Toronto, Van Bleet at 8.7, Trent at 5.9, uh, Ananobi's just getting back into the flow of things at 5.7. And then you have pretty expensive uh, Scotty Barnes at 7.9 and Siakam at 9.6. So it is tempting to want to grab a couple of Raptors going against the fastest pace in the league, but the pricing isn't really great. And the bench is a little confusing now with the Chua, Boucher, Birch, if he plays, uh, you know, so the rotation, uh, he goes with usually like an eight-man rotation and they play decent minutes. Um, But the prices are tough. I think you can afford to go up to either Van Vliet, Barnes, or Siakam. uh, Or if you want to double up here on Raptors, it also makes sense to go with one of those guys and then, uh, on the cheap with either Trent or maybe Ananobi. But I, I want to do a little more coach speak and beat writer, make sure there's no caps uh, left on Ananobi here. believe this is his third game back. All right, <clears throat> let's move right on to the 8 o'clock uh, games. There are two of them. The first one's the Sacramento Kings and the Houston Rockets. Obviously, you know, everybody's eyes light up here. Great pace, no defense. I will say, too, that the thing that makes it even better is Houston has shut down some people for the rest of the season, um, which definitely gives you a little bit less of that depth and nicer opportunity to play some of our players from the Rockets. All right, let's go over this, because it is definitely going to be a key game on the slate for most people. You've got Sacramento favored on the road by two and a half. 232 and a half total. We have the favorite uh, situation that I love: two teams with implied totals 115 or better. Sacramento 117 and a half, and Houston 115. So that just solidifies the importance of this game for me. Um, lots of injury stuff here. Teams shut down. All kinds of people. They're playing for ping pong balls, etc. Questionable tags for Sacramento. Uh, Josh Jackson, Jeremy Lamb, and Alex Lent. Guys that are out, Davis, Fox, and Sabonis. For Houston, questionable on Gengoon, which is very important because they've shut these guys down for the season. Gordon, Schroeder, Wall, and Wood have been shut down. So these numbers are going to make your ears ring. Sacramento sixth and pace, Houston second defensively, these teams are 27th and 30th. So this ought, I don't know if you can get away from this game without at least three or four guys. I mean, it's that much of a DFS conducive game. I'll go over the guys I that stand out to me. I'm sure you can play some of the other ones. They're going to get drug along in this pace and high possession scenario. Davion Mitchell at 7'6". Has just taken over the reins of this team since Fox has been shut down. Harrison Barnes, sub 6K, he's only 5'9. Trey Lyles at 5'7. Damian Jones, who I don't completely trust after the other day at 4'8. Dante DiVincenzo at 5'2 as well. So lots of options there from Sacramento. On Houston, even stronger for me. Kevin Porter Jr., 7K. Jalen Green at 6'5". Both guys, uh, really solid players here. I know Davion Mitchell, is nickname is off night, and he'll guard uh, probably a little bit of both of those guys, but I still think it's it's just a perfect situation for both of them. You're going to get a super cheap Garrison Matthews at 3'2", playing a lot of minutes probably. Jay Sean Tate at 4'5", we'll see an increase. And then if Jagoon plays at 6'9, he's really the biggest center left for them. They have Bruno Fernando, who will probably play some backup center minutes, but not worth rostering. Uh Shangun's not cheap at 6'9, but if he's in with no restrictions, uh, he's a fine play. But he did get hurt at the end of that last game. So we really need to see the news there. KJ Martin, I love at 3-6, and Josh Christopher at 3-9. So I'm going to get at least two rockets out of this game. I'm going to do do a ton of studying on this to find out what the situation is now with all these guys out. What is the rotation we're looking at? Try to find every piece of information I can prior to this game. Because once we see a game or so, we're going to know, you know, what they're going to do with this shortened roster the rest of the way. So I'd like to beat the field to the punch today. So, This is a perfect uh, time for me to say this is a great time to join DFS Coach Talk because we follow these kinds of things like the Houston news that will break during the day. We're following everything 24-7. We're posting it in Discord. There's discussions in Discord. We're putting up projections. We're we're talking ownership. Uh, We're giving lineups um, and discussing all of the coach speak and beat writer news as the day goes on, exclusively for our members. And then 30 minutes before lock, we are giving full uh, FanDuel and Yahoo Cash lineups and GPP lineups, and then uh, our exclusive coaches clipboard, which gives you the top five plays on DraftKings as a core and several other options to pick from. Uh, You can jump in. We have a big announcement coming this evening for an NBA uh, playoff package that goes from this Friday, April 1st. I know the playoffs don't start yet, but it's getting close. And it runs all the way till the playoffs end on June 19th. But when you join Coach Talk, you don't just get our NBA in that package. When you join, you're part of the family, get everything that we offer. So we have, we'll have everyday uh, MLB action, and we do every PGA tournament uh, as well. So you get all of that. We're announcing that special price uh, this evening. You can see that. We'll post it on Twitter, at DFS Coach Talk, Uh and uh, we'd love to have you in there to join us. If you just want to dip your toes in the water, uh, we have a, a package for three days that's only $10. bucks. that will get you all of our action the next three days, MLB preseason, every NBA game, all of our prize picks action. And then, of course, our golf lineups for the full tournament tonight and our weekend only lineups on Friday. All right, let's go on to the other eight o'clock game. It's the Atlanta Hawks and the Oklahoma City Thunder. We have uh, Atlanta favored by a big 12 and a half here on the road, 230 and a half total. Atlanta with a real nice uh, implied at 121 and a half, OKC at 109. Um, Injury-wise, Hunter and Gallinari and uh, Jalen Johnson, all three questionable and uh, definitely need to know that information. Very important. We know John Collins remains out as well as Skylar Mays. For Oklahoma City, the big news there is Trey Mann questionable, and he's been their go-to guy uh, without SGA playing who's been shut down for the season. So we need to know if Trey's in or out. That's going to be important news. We know Favors and Kenrich Williams uh, have already been ruled out. Coming into this game, it is the first night of a a back-to-back for Atlanta. So that's something to take note of. They have had a tendency to sit a guy or two uh, based on that. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Pace-wise, at 19th for Atlanta, 13th for Oklahoma City. Defensively, Atlanta poor at 26, and Oklahoma City right in the middle of the pack at 15. So options, obviously Trey Young at 11K could be one of your pay-up decisions of the day. Certainly could fill it up against a, you know, very undermanned Thunder team here. Um, And if it stays close enough and he gets big run, you know, he could throw up some big, big numbers. Uh, we do need to know who's in and out for them, though. That's going to make it a definite effect. Uh, Herder's at a great price at 5-5. Bogdanovich, very fair at 6-6. Uh, those guys can certainly get it done. Uh, and then, again, we're going to need some more information uh, across the board there. Clint Capella at 6-5. Not a bad play against you know Oklahoma City. They can't stop anybody at the center position. He does share a, a lot of those minutes with the Kongwu though, so uh, you need to be aware of that for sure. From the Oklahoma City side, if Trey Man sits, I mean, it's probably going uh, to be Teo. Teo is how it's pronounced. Teo Maladon had a smash game the last time, and he seems to be the next man up for the Alpha for scoring the ball. If you know, with SGA out and now possibly Man out. So Maladon at 5-7, a very sharp play here. Um, you can go to the secondary guys. who has been decent, but he's all the way up to 6-7, uh, which is a little pricey for him. Isaiah Roby at 6-2 um, as a possibility. Uh, after that, though, you've got about four guys all sharing some minutes and chopping it up. So not as crazy uh, about them, but... Uh, Teo Maladon probably going to be uh, in my player pool for sure, um, and we'll make the decision whether we want to pay up for Young or go a little bit on the cheap with a Herder and or Bogdanovich, and won't completely count out Capella. All right, let's move to the 8:30 game. It is Memphis Grizzlies and San Antonio Spurs. Memphis is favored on the road by six. A nice healthy 233 and a half total. for the Grizz, 113.75 for the San Antonio Spurs. Memphis injuries, Jaron Jackson is questionable, and Ja Morant and Tilly are out for Memphis. For the Spurs, you've got a probable tag on Lonnie Walker. Two guys out, Lankford and McDermott. Statistically, Memphis, third fastest team. San Antonio, <clears throat> fourth fastest team. So, only a six point spread to the fastest four teams in the league. That is interesting. Memphis, however, is fourth defensively. And with Tyus Jones starting in place of um, Mr. Morant, they are actually first. So, that is a concern for Spurs uh, if you're going to be playing some of them. Spurs, however, not getting it done. there 20th defensively. So Grizzlies exposure here, probably necessary, probably a double up, two guys here. Uh, if Jackson sits, you certainly can go to Steven Adams or Brandon Clark uh, on the cheap. Um, if he plays, then, you know, not quite as fast to run to those guys. Tyus Jones at a, at a 5.79 uh, price is fair. Um, now that he's getting all those, the point guard minutes, Desmond Bain has stepped up at seven, seven, Dylan Brooks, still a little inconsistent, but getting shots up as he always does at six two. So I will be definitely swimming in the Memphis Grizzlies pool here. And we'll grab a couple of those guys for the Spurs. One of your pay up options. Again, there's a lot to make the decision on. He's right in the same price, uh, group with Trey Young and some of the other guys that we mentioned here. And of course, that's DeJounte Murray at 11-2. Uh, he would be the one guy I would definitely look at from the Spurs, but not interested in uh, really the group of Primo, Vassell, Johnson, Pertle, Walker, Richardson, Jones, Collins, Landell, Bates, Jiop. No thanks. Not interested. See you later. All right. Two 10 o'clock games. So we do have a late night sweat double duo here. If we need to late swap anything, if you want to play that after hours slate. Um, If I am conscious at that time, I may throw one up there. uh, Two game after hours for our members. But uh, it is a big day with with, uh, golf, 11 game slate, a lot of stuff going on. So we'll see if we can get to that late um, after hours slate uh, for members only. All right, the first 10 o'clock game, Phoenix Suns, Golden State Warriors. Phoenix by six, 224.5 total, 115.25 for Phoenix, 109.25 for the Golden State Warriors. In Injury-wise, you have a probable tag on Gabriel Lundberg. I'm sure everybody was dying for that news. You do have a doubtful tag on Cam Johnson. I'm counting him as out. We know Kaminsky, McGee, and Sarich are out. For Golden State only designation, our man Steph Curry is not playing, as we know. Statistically, great D's here. Uh third and second, the second and third best defense in the league, but yet it's still a 224 and a half total, which is, is surprising. Part of that reason is pace is not bad. Phoenix ninth, Golden State 15th. But uh, that is a pretty big number, 224.5, for two-stop defenses like this. And maybe the reason it's higher is because Golden State has been going into the tank a little bit defensively here and given up a decent amount of points recently. So we'll see what the situation is there. Um, where do you go in this game? There's a lot of different ways to go. You certainly can look at Chris Paul at 8K, Devin Booker's a pretty big tag at 9.5, but he's been on fire. Mikhail Bridges, fair at 6K. DeAndre Ayton, fair at 6.9. If you want to go really cheap, Jay Crowder, 4.8, not a bad play himself. And, uh, you know, after that, though, you just got bench guys like Craig, Payne, Shamit. They're all getting minutes, Biombo, and they're all cheap, but too much of a risk with 20 te- teams playing today. On the Golden State side, uh, Jordan pulls all the way up to 8-2. Uh, he is taking a million shots, but with Clay Thompson also in there at 8-5 against the stout Phoenix defense, I'm not feeling it at those prices. Uh, Wiggins is 6-8, not a giveaway either. Draymond has not looked great, especially offensively, since he's come back at 5-8. Kaminga, who, who knows? You talk about a, a GPP player. Kaminga can break the slate or break your heart. I mean, I've seen everything from eight fantasy points to 40. So yeah, you got to have the guts uh, with him. Uh, and then they're utilizing, you know, a combination also of Porter and Looney and Lee, Peyton the second. We don't even know who's starting. They they are moving around guys left and right there for starting. So I know this game is 224 and a half. It's two great teams, but I hate this game for DFS. I really do. It makes me not want to play the after-hours slate either because I don't like it. I think that both teams are playing benches. Really, Curry's the only guy of significance that's missing, uh, and their points are going to be spread around and hard to come by, in my opinion. If anything, I'd take some unders on prize picks on some of these guys, and I'd take under on that total 224 and a half. I'm going to try to steer as clear from this game as possible. Uh, I'll wait and see what some of the starting lineups are specifically for Golden State. See if we can get one value guy out of the bunch. All right. The last game definitely have interest in, though. It's uh, the 11th game on the slate here. If you haven't hit the thumbs up, please do that. If you love these podcasts every day in front of the paywall, we need those thumbs up to keep them in front of the paywall. Give us a subscribe Take two seconds. Let us know how you're doing, what you think about the pods. If you have any questions, I'll be in there for previews, uh, you know, when it uh, premieres. And I'll be uh, there to answer questions throughout the day. So we really do appreciate that. I also want to thank our presenting sponsor, uh, BetUS. Go to betus.com.pa. Uh, make your first deposit of 149 or more. Uh, by using the promo code coach talk and you get two free months of coach talk which is $150 value all access. All right, New Orleans Pelicans, Portland Trailblazers. Pelicans by 13 and a half, 228 and a half total, 121 total for Pelicans big number, one only 107 and a half for Portland. Injuries, Joe Val questionable for the Pelicans. That's enormously important. Uh, So, that news is very critical. We have probably the return of Larry Nance. He'll get uh, some minutes, probably limited for sure. He's probable. And then we know Zion is out, but there's rumblings that he traveled with the team to Portland, may start practicing again. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. Portland, uh, they have Greg Brown, probable, and my buddy D.D. Luzada is probable. Uh, You know it's getting bad for them. Hart, Watford, Winslow out, amongst others. Statistically, Pell's 20th in pace, Portland 14th, but defensively terrible. New Orleans 19th, Portland 29th, so they are stopping no one. CJ McCollum super super fair price here at 88 eight. and same with Brandon Ingram at 73. I'm interested in both of those guys. I know that they the leverage of playing both of them there is some you know negative leverage and they're gonna pull from each other a little bit. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have one of the two of them. I'm still debating on which one. I do think they both can get to their number though if the game stays within 10 or 15 points. Um, <clears throat> the Pels need to win. They're trying to get in that playoff spot uh for the play. And so um <clears throat> I do think both guys are playable after that. It's, it's really going to be interesting. If Jonas Valachunas sits, Willie Hernan Gomez will probably be my number one center on this entire slate. He's only three, five and he has been a really good DFS points per minute guy Uh at, Really, this year specifically, but the last couple of years, even when he was with the Hornets. So I'm hoping Joe Val sits because I'd love to have that cheap three five center, even if he's going to be chalky. That would be really nice uh, to plug him in there. Um, Nance getting a few minutes, Marshall possibly playing, you know, muddies it up for the guys like Hayes and Jones for me. So I'm more, you know, pay up for McCullum and or Ingram. And then let's hopefully get Willie Hernan Gomez in there on the Pell side. On the Portland side, it's very interesting. You've got the group of Williams, Johnson, LB Brown, Eubanks, Macklemore, Dunn, and Hughes. Those eight being the main guys. A little bit of a playing time now for Blevins and Luzada. But, you know, you got to look at the prices here. Keon Johnson, first of all, is just not that good of a player. I mean, he's 4'7". Ellaby, it just depends. Risky at five three. Greg Brown's not a bad play if he plays. He's questionable. He's only four one. Drew Eubanks makes sense, but eight one. Who ever think you eight one for a ten day contract, dude? Uh, that was cut from the Spurs. You know, amazing. Eight one is. I don't. I couldn't do it, but uh, I get it. Brandon Williams at 7-4, I'd like to play him too, but 7-4 is a a price that's scary, especially when Chris Dunn's getting some minutes. Sometimes they play next to each other. It is a real crapshoot there. So, you know, maybe one off from the Portland side, um, but I am not, you know, really excited of getting stung in one of these last games by one of these guys. You got to be careful. Uh, The last thing you want to do is have that last guy on the board and he gets like a dozen DFS points for you and sinks the ship. So we'll keep a close eye on that. We'll again look for <clears throat> the, you know, how, if Brown's going to play on that side and what the scenario is from there. So that is it, my friends. 11 games up, 11 games down. Uh, really appreciate everybody listening in. Sort of the new setup here, getting settled in. Got the background, uh, most of our stuff back up. Dirk's back with us. The lighting's a little off. I'm going to work on that, so I apologize for that. I think the microphone's better than it was yesterday, but still testing and tweaking. Should have everything perfect uh, by this weekend. So thank you so much for listening in. Really appreciate everybody. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa, and certainly for prize picks. We have been still roaring at that 80% mark and prize picks, so knocking everywhere. You want to catch those, uh, we're going to have a Prize Picks pod today, and then we'll release uh, several other of our plays in Discord. Come join us, dfscoachtalk.com. Sign up there for as little as three days for $10. bucks. we will get you in Discord in a matter of minutes. All right, thank you. Have a fantastic Wednesday, and we'll certainly be back again later today with a, a PGA podcast and an NBA Prize Pick podcast. And then I'll be back again tomorrow as we look to crush it again in NBA DFS.